Welcome to Leader Spotlight. On this podcast, we bring you the stories of leaders, their personal journeys, and we put a spotlight on the inspiring things they are doing in their organizations. Hello, everyone. I'm Annette Klazowski, your host. I'm an executive coach, a speaker, a peer advisory board leader, and I haven't really talked about I'm an animal lover, and we have an office dog named Ruthie. She's a beautiful Bernadoodle. Love her. And I'm really trying to figure out how I can get joint custody. Yeah. Whose dog is she, Annette? Um, she's mine. <laughs> okay. Maybe she's Addison's dog. Yes. But um, if you ever visit us at our office, which we would love, she's got a greeter bandana. Yes. Yeah. Yes. She, she's been she working on Cree. wearing the greeter bandana, but she yeah. will get better at it. Maybe and that's so, how I'm going to lose custody is not yes, that is dressing how. her for work every day. I know. Yeah. I take her with me when I leave the office at times. It's great. <laughs> so, and as you have heard, I'm with my Hello. co-host, Addison Price. She is all things demand generation and branding. Yes. So today's talk is right up your alley right and speak in your alley. language. Oh yeah. It is very exciting. I love any time that we're able to dive into the world of branding and it's just I thought in college when I picked my major that this was going to be such a like a very narrow focus for me. And turns out the world of branding is huge. So it's it super is. fun because there's it always is. something new to learn. I'm just along for the ride. Yes. I'm not the marketer. It's, it's a good one to be along for the ride for. We have a good episode today. Yes, we are talking with Parna Sarkara Bosu. She is a tech evangelist. She serves as a strategic advisor uh, for transformational leaders. She has started her own company, but she has um, experience in changing market perception, building market relevance, corporate repositioning, new market entry, entry. She works with a lot of startups and founders. She has won multiple awards. You can go check out um, kind of her background on LinkedIn. Um, and she's just really instrumental in propelling tech companies into innovation leaders and highly competitive markets. So she's um, led people through IPOs. She's um, helped venture capital funded groups. She's created the robot category and ecosystem along with the founders of iRobot. Um, so prior to uh, launching her marketing company, which I love, it's called Brand and Buzz Marketing, which I love that. Um, she led communication and marketing functions for global companies. So iRobot being one of them, iCore Technologies, Invention Machine, which was later acquired, and PTC. So she's got a lot of corporate background, a lot of experience, and now she helps leaders just um, rebrand themselves. Um, so today what we're focusing on is is personal rebranding and mm -hmm. pivoting your personal brand. Yeah. Um. But uh, I think you're going to really love her. I met her from a panel I moderated, and um, we connected and have stayed in touch. She's very involved um with the Women in Technology International. So she serves on the board um for the Boston chapter. She's VP of Brand Marketing for them. And then also the American Marketing Association in Boston. Go figure. Once again. I'm every person we have on this season, if you will, I find myself saying, what can't they do? But what I can't know. she do? I know. She's done she's it a, all. She's really amazing. Yes. Um, so the work that we do, we are blessed. We get to meet some of the most amazing leaders and people. Mm -hmm. And then what we get to do is bring them on the show and share them with all of you. So yes. it's exciting. This is going to be a good episode.
Well, welcome, Parna. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Such a privilege. Well, and you and I connected, I think it was 2020, there was the Women Tech Network Conference, and I was moderating a panel, and you were one of the esteemed panelists on work-life balance for women in a remote tech world. So it's great. We've stayed connected, and it's great that we are um, having you on the show today. So I really appreciate you taking time to to spend and share your journey with us. So let's Always just, a pleasure. Thank you again. You're welcome. So let, let's start. I think one thing that our listeners really like is just the journey. So talk a little bit about how you kind of came to starting your own company and in, in the company you founded. Like, where, how did you start and what does that look like? Sure. So let me go back a little bit beyond if I could. So I came to this country many, many years ago to follow my husband who was doing his PhD at MIT. And the plan was to go back a few years later. Needless to say, fast forward, many years later, I'm still here. Um, our kids have grown up here. We are now getting ready for my daughter's wedding, which is coming up. So we obviously didn't go back. Um, when I came to this country, I didn't know anybody, didn't have any network. So when I was given an opportunity to start working in the tech uh, arena, it was a privilege. I had so much to learn. And along the way, I also realized that um, when I was the only woman sitting around a table of brilliant, amazing white male globally, initially it was a privilege, right? Because you come from nowhere and you have a seat at the table. And um, But very quickly I realized that I should do my part to change that. So obviously, you know, every company that I've worked at, I've always created a women's group. I have supported different groups of women, like you were saying, and around, you know, the Women Tech Network, Speak Where We Can. But about five years ago, I realized that probably one of the better ways for me to support more women was to start my own company. And that is my why for starting my consulting firm, Brandon Buzz. What we do is extremely niche. And that is, as we were going to talk about, you know, it's helping build market credibility for founders, especially women founders and women in tech. Because as you know, there are so many phenomenal women out there doing amazing things. So what is it that we can do to help build their market credibility, provide them with a platform to spotlight the amazing work they're doing, and of course, help amplify. So that's kind of the backstory of how I came about uh, launching my company, and which has allowed me to do a lot more with a lot more women founders and women in tech. That's great. And you just, so I want to spend some time on the personal branding because mm-hmm. um, that's really important. And I think um, people are horrible. I think especially women are horrible about promoting themselves or even, you know, knowing even where to start about branding yourself. So we have Addison Price here, who yes. is a guru in marketing and branding as well. So she's got some good insights. So I'm just here. I'm just here for the, for the ride and the journey, but you're taking your own mental notes. I am. am. So, so let's talk a little bit about um, just, you know, pivoting your personal brand. Um, What, what are some of the reasons that people hire you? Sure. I can absolutely answer that, but let me go back to one point that you just made, if I could. 
You said self-promotion and personal branding. I don't believe personal branding is about self-promotion at all. It's not. I believe personal branding, loosely speaking, is really about uh, building market credibility. It's about spotlighting your expertise. It's not about, hey, look at me, how amazing I am. But it's really providing good insights, good content, good engagement, and help other people learn things from you. So I feel like that is something I want the world to know that personal branding is not about self-promotion. It's about spotlighting your expertise and helping other people as best as you can. And again, that's in my very humble opinion. Okay. So why do people hire you? So people hire me for a lot of different reasons. <laughs> um, but primarily, um, when companies come to me or founders hire me, it's really, again, to build their uh, market credibility because either they're going to launch a company or they're looking to expand into a new market or they want to get ready to um, get acquired. So there's always a business reason whenever we get hired. And our primary goal is to look at what they're already doing from a branding perspective, from brand building awareness, and then coming in and augmenting to what they, um, augmenting and helping build, a kind of elevate, I should say, elevate the executive brand um, and help build market credibility. One of the things that I've found all through my um, uh, having worked with a lot of startups and talking to VCs is that when the VCs are looking to um, invest in a company, one of the things they look at is the founders. So in essence, they are investing in the founder or the founders. Therefore, it is really important for us to help build the founder's brand and their market credibility and spotlighting that they're not just this amazing techies and know how to build the product, but they also know how to scale. They know how to run a company. So all of that are some of the other reasons why they hire us is really to elevate their personal brand, but more importantly, to build their market credibility. So often I feel like people get confused with where to begin in all of this and when you think about personal branding in particular, because even a company brand, I feel like people can almost segment that a little bit differently mm -hmm. in their brains of how they want to go about it. But when you think about personal branding, sometimes people have this mental block of, I don't really know what my personal brand is and I don't know what I want to share. I don't know what I should highlight. So how do you go about the starting phases of identifying someone's personal brand and kind of walking leaders through the steps that it takes to navigate what their personal brand is. Really good point. So I look at an individual like I would a company. Mm -hmm. So whenever we are building a corporate brand, for example, you know, you do your market research, you do your customer research and, you know, all the different facets that come together and from a process standpoint, and then you position the company in like three words or maybe four words maximum mm -hmm. to describe the company. So we come, uh, we, we look at building your personal positioning more, more than the brand. It's how do you position yourself? Um, so a lot, so, and again, it's very similar to how I would brand a company. So the first question that I would ask the individual is why do you need to build your brand or why do you need to pivot, right? So that's, I think, the first question to ask. And here's why, because it could be because you're looking for a new job. 
you're looking for a promotion, you want to get ready to launch your company, uh, or you want um, to maybe turn your hobby into a new company, you know? So there are so many different reasons. So I think that's the first place I would ask is, why is it that you want to build a brand? And if somebody is looking to pivot, for example, I look at it the same way from a company perspective. So why is it, why, why do you want to rebrand? Are you doing a brand refresh because you have a new product line? Um, are you uh, looking to boost your uh, or pivot your brand because you are going for an IPO. So all of those reasons, so very similarly, you start with that why mm-hmm. as to why is it that you want to pivot or why why is it that you want to build your brand? Yeah. What, what blocks do you find people have um, through the process? Because um, sometimes we get in our own way. So what have you experienced with people just if they're blocked or stuck? I think the the place people are mostly stuck is trying to assimilate years of experience and kind of looking at the world from inside out. I think that's the biggest thing. It's like, oh my God, for 30 years, this is what I've been doing. Or for the last 10 years, this has been my job. And how am I going to talk about all of that? Or when we do the personal positioning and a lot of the executives that we do personal positioning for, they have like years of experience. So when we are sifting through their bio, their website, you name it, they'll send me like a a volley of information and then they'll try and tell me, this is how I've already talked about this. So why not do it the same way? So I think that is often the biggest block is they are still thinking about themselves the way it has been versus where they want to go. And my job is to look at it from the outside in and Mm -hmm. telling them, where is it? Like, how do we build? How do we position you now so it gets you to where you want to go, not where you have been? So the biggest block is really themselves and just the world that they know. It's almost like people get so um, stuck in a rut of consistency in branding and thinking that because they've done it one way, the only way to stay true to their brand or true to themselves is to stick with that same realm of branding that they've always done. But I like that you're talking about kind of getting out of that rut and having the brand refresh that you need to have. But do you feel like very often people will be stuck in that same rut to have, as we said, kind of the quote unquote consistency of branding, when in reality, how often do you feel like people kind of need to refresh their brand? Really good question, Edison. Um, I think we need to refresh a brand pretty often, not every day, not every year, obviously. But it's looking at, I would probably say it's very similar to a company right? You've been around for 10 years. You know, what's the market demand like? You know, are are you going after the same customers? Um, Are you looking to grow your revenue? Are you going to launch globally? You know, so I think those are the questions that I would ask individuals too, is that um, where is it that you want to go next? Mm -hmm. Right? And what is it that you're very good at? So how do we package what you're very good at but come at it as you, we take what you're very good at, but what, what does it mean when you're moving to, your, to the next level? Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? So, for example, um, if somebody who has been doing like a, he's an ecosystem builder, for example, been, you know, very good at bringing everybody together, fostering innovation, what have you. But now, 30 years later or 20 years later, 
he wants to become uh, a sustainability advocate, but he doesn't have the resume to show that he can be a sustainability advocate or, you know, or, or wants to talk about, you know, net zero and stuff like that. So that's when we package all of his experience, boil it down to like three words, um, like, a, you know, a, for example, it could be like an ecosystem catalyst. Mm-hmm. But as we roll out his brand digitally, he needs to talk about sustainability, the value, uh, the importance, what, you know, what are some of the companies that he has worked with um, done, you know, like best practices. And one of the things that I often tell people is that you don't have to be like a sustainability engineer, for example, or have gone to school to become a sustainability expert, but we all learn but most importantly, like what is unique is your insight. Mm-hmm. You know, you've mm-hmm. talked to companies, you know, things sustainable is important to you. Why is it important to you? What have you done? So the, the more you share your internal, your own insight, that alone can help make you an expert because you're sharing that information and, and your personal experience publicly. Does yeah, that make t- sense? Do you agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think it's good to strip it back in a way. um, And I like that you keep going back to people's experiences, because I feel like that is the easiest thing to build off of. Um, I like that you touched on rolling out your digital brand. And so with that, I, you know, kind of want to know what do you feel like are some key takeaways or key areas to focus on when specifically talking about a digital brand? Because branding yourself just as a person and going and speaking to individuals or, you know, being a CEO of a company and having your brand that you kind of live out day in and day out. But um, the digital brand and how you represent that online, I think can be so different. So what are some key strategies that you have for digital branding in particular? No, I think that's a really good point. So as a CEO, the work that you're doing is great. Don't stop. Your employees know who you are, but what, how, how are you coming across to the outside world? People who don't know you, people who don't work with you, right? So I think the there's like three tips that I would give. One, before you even engage in showcasing your expertise, you should listen and learn, you know, you should literally uh, look at like, what are the conversations happening out there? You know, what are the trends? So just absorb and some of, and and again, you know, you don't have to spend a lot of time. So use like free tools like Hootsuite, for example, right? You can build out your columns, put your hashtags in, and that's how you're going to capture the content. So, you know, for the first few weeks, just listen and see what we you know, what the conversations are, learn about it, read whenever you can. Um, I think so that's kind of the first step before you even go out to, to, to voice your opinion. And then that would also allow you to understand what is your niche, right? What do you want to talk about? So I'm giving sustainability as an example. It is such a broad topic. So how do you narrow that down based on your passion and your expertise so that when you're talking about sustainability, maybe it's around recycling. That's your passion. And that's where you want to learn more about what's happening in the recycling industry. How do you recycle glass versus other materials? You know, you can talk about how are you doing the recycling at home? 
you know, are you peeling the label off the glass before you pop it into the recycling bin? If not, then it probably isn't going to get recycled. So again, little things like that, that, you know, what are you doing might be a good start of starting to share. And of course, I think um, the, the third thing I would say is understand how much time you want to spend in trying to build your digital footprint, because everybody has a job or you already have something else that you're doing. So I, you don't have the time to spend, you know, five hours a day just to build out your brand. So once again, I think if you know what you're good at, like maybe it's writing, you're better, you know, writing articles or, or writing posts on LinkedIn, or you are better with podcasts, or you are, uh, it could be like you're better with just audio. So go on Clubhouse. So I think finding the, your comfort zone is extremely, extremely important. And to case in point, and that is when I started my company, um, I had to decide what is it that I do to stay relevant and visible while I'm helping my clients. So the decision that I made, I didn't even have a website for the first year and a half. Um, so what I did was I was invited to uh, be part of the Forbes network. So that's where like I was, I told myself I'm going to spend about three hours a month. That's it. Um, writing articles for Forbes because they already have the platform. And when people are searching for me, at least I'll pop up, you know, under the, the Forbes news section. So again, that was my personal decision to say, I don't have so much time to be promoting or at least being visible. So my thing was three hours a month, one article, that's the way we're going to go. Um, so I would probably say again, you know, know, know why you want to build your brand, understand what your niche is and, and your expertise um, and how much time you want to spend. That Those might be good starting points. That's yeah, good. That's great. So how can our listeners get in touch with you or follow your work? What, what are good places for them to connect with you? Well, they can, of course, come to my website which is uh, brandonbuzzmarketing.com. They can absolutely engage with me on LinkedIn. And again, that's that's my narrow world. Those are my two points. Yeah. <laughs> and, and where and, and where on LinkedIn can they how do they find you on LinkedIn? Uh just just uh, look me up as Parna Sarkar Basu and you'll find me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Well thank you very much. And I and we'll put that in our podcast notes too so people will have that. Um, but uh, really appreciate any last questions. Yeah. Well, I feel like I could pick your brain all day long. And so I really appreciate just your take on things too. And I love that you're not focusing on just, you know, crazy, huge, big brands, but really narrowing it down into what are personal brand identities. And I think that's so good. It's easy to forget and easy to not do that. So I really love that that's the line of work that you're doing and kind of the message you're spreading. And I love it. It's great. Thank not you. a question, but just a compliment. <laughs> well, and I feel like what we've just been through and people are just kind of asking themselves, you know, is this what I'm going to do? And they're questioning, you know, kind of what their purpose is. I think it's probably a really good exercise to go through um, just to get reinvigorated or, you know, get your passion back in the game because we've just kind of been through a weird few years. So yeah. I think there is an identity crisis among yeah. executives and leaders for sure. Yeah. No, and I think that's a, that's a really good point because if you, you know, we cannot boil the ocean. There's like so many channels and so much, plus we have a personal lives too. So you can't just be, you know, doing this. So I think again, you know, the, the, the narrow it down, but the most important thing 
is that you need to stay you need to stay relevant mm-hmm. yeah and that is key and if you can build out a beautiful digital portrait of yourself that's all it takes yeah that's incredible yeah well thank you it's great to see you again and hear from you and we really appreciate your time thank you thank you appreciate you The Leader Spotlight podcast and blog is dedicated to continual learning and thought partnership that helps us all grow as leaders. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, please email addison at fpov.com. You can also visit our blog, medium.com slash leader spotlight for more great content.